Hi there, welcome to Falling Up Radio. I'm glad you could uh, be here today. The primary purpose of this show is to, to bring guests that inspire all of us to really live life to our fullest, especially those guests that have experienced some type of thing that motivated them to go forward, maybe some falling down experience or, or something that happened that made them or contributed to who they are today and what their successes are today. Um, you know, the idea of, of really helping to create um, your personal dreams and, and your personal life. I just want to mention too that uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't introduce myself. I'm Michael Harris, I'm host of the show. I'm also author of the number one best-selling book, Falling Down, Getting Up. You can get a free book at Falling Down, Getting Up. But I don't want to talk too much about the book today. I want to get our guest on right away. He was able to squeeze some extra time in today, so I'm really glad to have him here. Uh, Josh, are you here? I'm here. Thanks for having me, Michael. Absolutely. Let me just mention a, a couple of things. Uh, we, we met earlier this year at, at a business conference and have become... Uh, friends since that time and we talk once a week or so and um, that's been really 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 great to uh, um, get to know you better but one thing that I didn't know about you I mean you you do the small uh, marketing teams and we'll, we'll get into that too and you've done a lot of work with HubSpot and all that but one thing I didn't know until recently was that when you were younger you and your wife opened up this really incredible children's bookstore that was really part of your, your, your dream with, with you and your wife. But things being what they were, it became really hard. You had to close it. You, you had to do double bankruptcy, and it was struggle. And I can't imagine what that was like. But at the same time, I suspect it contributed to who you are today and your understanding with working with other businesses. So what, jump right in, Josh, and then let us know maybe a little bit about that and maybe how that affected you today. Absolutely. Um, so my, my background is um, I've always been in business and B2B business on the digital side, uh, but my, my wife had this dream and I supported this, this dream where she, uh, when we moved to Washington, D.C., she could either go get a job or she'd always thought about opening up a children's bookstore. And so we, she made a long commute and worked at this children's bookstore for a while. And when they were ready to retire, we were ready to buy. We were in our early to mid-20s. And so we bought this children's bookstore. It, it had been around for 20 years. And if you've ever been to Alexandria, Virginia, right, it's out, outside of D.C., right on King Street, it just, it's this quaint, historic street with these just so much character uh, and it's kind of prestige, prestigious to own a shop on King Street. And here we were 24 years old uh, buying a, a established bookstore um, and it, it was so much fun. Uh, we didn't have kids at the time so we really put everything into making that store a, a part of the community. Um, it's great to be part of the book industry if you're a reader and if you know authors it was the, the ride of a lifetime. You, you're meeting these people who you see as celebrities, but who could walk down the street and no one would know who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, people from uh, Michael Crichton to, uh, it was a children's bookstore. And so 
all these people who you grew up with going, wait a minute, I, I read that book a million times as a kid. Now wait, that what, person's what coming to my store. Did you ever see Dr. Seuss walking down the street? We, we did not. He did oh. not. Uh, <laughs> he was not alive. But people of that, uh, you know, just that caliber and just below that caliber. I mean, we were the stop in the Washington, D.C. area for authors wow. who were doing um, yeah. You know, just because it, it had a 20-year history before we bought it. So it's so much fun. But uh, it, it was a very hard business. The margins, you know, books in this country, the margins are set by the publisher. The prices are set by the publishers. The margins were small. Uh, and it was at the cusp of people being getting to shop more online. Uh, and we also ran into the uh, recession, you know, in 2000. Wow. Uh, seven, 2008. Yeah. And so it, it was a hard business. And after four years, we, uh, we had to make the decision to, to close the business. And, and that came with a lot of uh, emotional baggage. You know, you're letting the community down, You've, you're failing at something and you're, uh, it had a huge financial impact on my wife and I, one yeah. that we knew we weren't going to recover from for five to 10 years. And, so, I mean, and you, you had to file a double bankruptcy. That was your personal bankruptcy and the business? Yeah. And the business, um, the, the business, the financing from the business, leave our house. And, you know, we lived, uh, we, we lived a perfect life. We lived a half mile from the bookstore. My wife would walk our little West Highland uh, Terrier to the bookstore every morning. He would live at the bookstore all day and they'd walk home at night. And we had to leave that little, that row house in Alexandria and move, uh, you know, 30 miles away closer to where my full-time job was, um, you know, in this small apartment. And we had to do it so that, it, you know, we had to find one that wouldn't, that would take our credit after what, what we had gone through. So it was, it was a very dark time um, in, in a lot of ways. And did, did, did that affect um, your, your relationship as well. And you, you're able to move through that though. Yeah, it, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, we're, we still, we're still unpacking how it affected our relationship. Things are, are much different now uh, in terms of our stability and our, our finances. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, we, we it probably lasted eight to 10 years. Wow. Um, you know, financially and our relationship, um, yeah, up, up until fairly recently. I mean, we, we had to rent a house. If you've ever been through bankruptcy, you can't buy it. We had always owned houses and then renting that has a little bit of uh, psychological impact on you sure. for, you know, and so, you know, to be able, you know, the, my focus was, you know, someday we wanted to own a house again. Just to be able to put holes in the walls or paint the walls the colors you wanted to paint or not have to worry about re-upping your lease every year or two years. Yeah. Um, there, there's a stability that I was seeking, and but it was a long journey to get there. Yeah. But you're back there again. Yeah. So from, you know, from those dark times, I had gone through a couple different jobs and, um, well, what was the first job out, out of the bookstore? You mentioned that you had a job by where you moved to. 
Yeah, so I, I, was, uh, I was working for a big financial company, a big student loan company at the time. Um, that company imploded uh, with the recession, the credit crisis. Uh, I moved to another company in the, the higher ed space doing sales. That didn't, I lasted about uh, a year there. Um, then I, was, I didn't have a job for about six months. And the reason that company didn't make it is uh, they, I wanted to try sales. I felt like I had sales, but they, like the week before I, they fired their marketing department and didn't hire anybody. So I was kind of out on my own. I went uh, to another, another technology company and um, they struggled as well to get leads and get sales. I was doing product strategy at that time. Um, and so that didn't uh, pan out. Uh, they had fired the marketing department, which I was part of on the periphery about four times over the year I was there. Just cleared house, cleaned house. Wow. And so one day, um, you know, when, you're, when you know your job is on the line, go ahead. I, mean, I was just going to ask you. No, like, when you know your job is on the line, you, you do funny things. Uh-huh. You... She wasn't. We had a we had a we had a daughter who was born two and a half months early. She was in the hospital for um, so she uh, and my wife was was home at that time, uh, taking care of our preemie, and you know so that that weighed on us. My wife had a lot of um, you know guilt around that not you know around that pregnancy. You know, everything was perfect until the end. Our daughter was due in March, and then. Uh, right after Christmas, they're like, hey, we have a surprise for you. Your daughter's coming in 48 hours. Wow. Biggest shock of my life. Um, so all survivable, but all, but all very hard. Yes, absolutely. Um, but you made it through. We, we made it through. So I, I was, you know, when I was trying to keep this job, after seeing this marketing department decimated several times over the course of a year, uh, I would stay late and I'd stay with the VP of marketing and and just go into his office and talk, just trying to do anything I could to, to build a relationship where I wouldn't have to be looking for another job, especially after being out of work for six months. Um, and the thing that I, he was struggling to get leads. Why can't we get more leads? Why aren't these leads any good? And he said, hey, you know, do you want to go see what you can find on this? And you're out like, yes, yes, I will. You know, anything to keep the job uh, or anything to... Know, contribute to the company. Sure. Um, so I did some Googling and this was, you know, 2010-ish, uh, came across a company uh, called HubSpot. Uh, actually, I, I came across an ebook, downloaded that, you know, it's a lead magnet in the early days of lead magnets. Right. Um, I downloaded that and then got the call the next day saying, hey, I uh, saw you downloaded this, how can I help? And that's, that started my journey of discovering that you can grow a company by being helpful, by educating the market. Because I'm not a natural salesperson. I'm, I'd always not liked marketing because marketing were the people who picked colors for trade shows and picked tchotchkes to give away. And that, that really didn't interest me. They, they wore fancy clothes and uh, thought they were very important, but they didn't do much. But the idea that you could be a marketer and simply wake up each morning and help your market and help people and educate people and help them find the right solution. That really resonated with me. And so that, that was a turning point 
going forward, um, I left that company and uh, took this new methodology I had and, and joined a, a small software company out here in Arizona. I was in Washington, D.C. at the time. And this company said, we need to grow. And I said, you know, I have a, you know, I was their first marketing hire ever. I was their most expensive employee ever. And they took a chance on me. And uh, I had a big mandate. I had this methodology I wanted to implement. I knew it could work. I believed in it. Uh, it, it aligned with who I wanted to be, but I'd never implemented it. And so um, I was the only employee not in Arizona, but it was me and a cell phone and a laptop taking over the world by being helpful. And that, that was a, it was, it's uplifting and motivating and rewarding. Yeah, that sounds exciting, especially coming from that dark place. Yes, yes. And um, it, it, so we slowly inched our way to getting back on our feet um, by, by growing this company. It was a really good, good arrangement that I had. And slowly, you know, as a marketing team of one, uh, and we grew, we, you know, we're getting 50 leads a month and then a hundred leads a month and then 200, uh, leads a month. And, you know, on average it was between two and 300 leads a month for this small company that was getting 10 leads a month before I joined and put this system in place. Wow. And so I, I was part of something. I had autonomy. I was creating, which felt really good. And it was, we were slowly building back up our, our, life and our financial stability. And in 2015, um, we made the move to move out to Arizona and enough time had passed and we had enough saved up that we could buy a, a beautiful new house here in, in Arizona and, and start a new life out here. I was with that company still. Um, but you know, it, we had gone from this dingy basement apartment to you know, renting a, a really expensive house in, in DC. Yeah. And then finally to own something uh, here in Arizona just brought so much peace uh, to. So it was really something better to, than, to you, than me. And that, that was really important. First. Yeah. And, but, you know, if you look back, it, it, there was no one thing. It was just years of consistently working at it. And luckily, I had a model that I could, you know, working at it to me meant helping people and educating people and producing and creating things that my market wanted to, to know about and read. And that was like, the fact that you can grow a business just by helping people. Yeah. Um, that it's worth waking up every morning. Sure. Sure. Now in, in your current business, small marketing teams, um, do you find yourself working with, with anybody that, that may be in their own, uh, so to speak, dark times at the moment, really struggling, not sure how, how they're going to uh, stick to it. Yeah. So the, the the book and I, I don't know if you can hear me the first right part. Now, but there's a little bit of stuff in there. Story is that 
and we did end up selling that company, and I had to just you know gave us some freedom. Yep. No, that's. Can you hear me? Now? Can you hear me, Michael? A little bit. There's some breakup happening though. That's where I wonder if it's. Let me see if I can. I need to close something. Well, you while well, you do that, I just want to say that I, I um, your story of of where that you came from in, in that dark place to where you are now um, is such a great journey, and it's such a great journey for people to hear that um, again, maybe in their own dark spot right now, maybe struggling with their with their own business and and not sure sure how they're going to. Um, make a change or, or, or um, start getting new revenue or, or new income. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, can you hear me now? Is that any, any better? Yes. Look, I'm just trying to close stuff out here. Um, no, it, it was like, I knew I was on the right path. Um, but I also know there's a lot of people who, who are in that position and they, they don't want to be, salesy they don't you know they don't want to be a marketer um but they have the capacity to help people to educate people and that that model the just the fact that that model works and i'm living testament to it and i i evangelize this all over the country when i speak at user group meetings or conferences uh the the fact that producing content and creating uh in a helpful insightful original way um you know can take you anywhere it, yeah. it, it's really empowering. Uh -huh. And what, what type of, do you have a particular type of business you're working with today? Can you hear me? Did we lose you? Yeah. So um, <laughs> let me pick up. Yeah. No, I, I can hear you. Okay, good. Uh, it's, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Cool. Um, can I pick up where I left off? Absolutely. Okay. So the, the nice bookend to the first part of my story is uh, that we did, after several years of growing this company, we did end up selling it. And that uh, just you know, changed my life and my family's you know, fortunes for, for a long time. Um, but when I knew the company was going to sell, uh, I did a lot of thinking about what I wanted to do next, what I wanted that next chapter to be. And you know, throughout my time running marketing for this company, I, um, I was always approached by people who wanted to build the type of systems that I was, that I had built where leads would just come in and you would just educate people. Um, and, and you woke up each morning and you're like, what does my market want to learn today? And so, the, 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 but you know, the, this system just works. You generate leads in your sleep. Um, but you know, there, there are a lot of, I didn't have time to help these people. I wasn't done with this one company. So I knew that after we, that I was done with this company, after we sold it, after I left, um, that I wanted to help people who didn't have a big budget and didn't have a big team, people like me, people who had a big mandate, grow this company or else 
you know, the company might not make it. You might not have a job. People are counting on you. Uh, so I wanted to, to serve small marketing teams. And so I started a podcast called Small Marketing Teams. And then I started uh, helping people and saying yes to people to the point where I, I, I need to get back to the podcast. I let it slide a little bit. And so th- there's a point, I would talk to these business owners or these VPs of marketing and uh, in college, I don't, you might not know this about me. I worked at Disney World. I actually uh, met my wife at, uh, an, on an internship at Disney World. Oh, fun. And now it was, a, it was an amazing experience. If, uh, to your listeners, if you ever have the chance, if, if you know somebody co- who is in college and they have the chance to do the Walt Disney World college program, I highly recommend it. it it'll change your life. Wow. So, uh, I was a deep water lifeguard at Blizzard Beach Water Park. And there, it, it was the most intense job I've ever had. You're saving people every day. Mm, every day. Um, the people, you know, women, children, it was very, very stressful. And wow. there's a, a look when somebody who goes into a, a deep pool who can't swim whether they go down a slide and they don't realize it's an eight foot pool at the bottom or they just weren't thinking or they're being your typical tourist brain. Um, when they f- go into the water and they realize that they're going, they, they see you up in the lifeguard chair and they realize that they're going down. They're, they're not going to make it. And you're, you're the only hope that they have. There's a look in their eye that you just, you never forget. You are their only hope. You're their only plan of, uh, to get out of there. And that's the same. What's that? Help me. Yeah, exactly. He said, help me. I don't have a plan. And that was the same look that these business owners uh, and executives would give me. I could hear it in their voice. They have a lot of people relying on them. They have their, their families, their spouses, their employees, their employee family, employees, families relying on them. And, they, they don't have a plan to grow their business. Um, and, and they wanted it, not only a plan because everybody, you know, sure, go ahead and spend, you know, go spend a half million dollars. Sure. You'll, you'll grow. Um, but a, a realistic plan, they needed a, a, a path, a roadmap to grow their business that was workable. And, uh, and they were terrified just like those, those kids I used to save at Disney. Mm. And well, so, what a great analogy. Uh, it, it's, it's really impactful. And so uh, it really, because I've been on the, the lowest end of what they, they're heading towards, you know, I've closed a business that the community loved. I've um, you know, been through bankruptcy. I've disappointed my family. I've had to work my way back. I, I know how serious this is for them. I know how desperate they are even though a lot of times it's hard to, hard to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so I put together programs um, and training to show people how to build those systems that I had built, how to generate traffic and leads and sales without a big budget and a big team. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a marketing conference and you, or, and you listen to a keynote or you listen to a podcast and, or you read a book and you'll hear, oh, okay, this concept's resonating with me. That makes sense. And then you turn the page and it's like, this is how Disney did it. And this is how Starbucks did it. And this is how Harley Davidson did it. And as a, as a small 
business or a mid-sized business, you walk away deflated because you say, okay, I have a marketing team of two or three or one. Uh, business media lies to us in, in a lot of ways where you'll talk, they'll talk about something and then bring in, you know, and this is how Apple did it. Um, and it, you don't have the following of Apple. You don't have the budget of Apple. You don't have the product that Apple has so that it, it doesn't apply to they, they, the business media talks about the sexiest examples out there because they're in the business of um, relating to people and drawing eyeballs, but it's not actionable if you are a smaller mid-sized business. And, you know, Apple started in a garage. I mean, I, I know one of the original investors that put $100,000 into it. And, I mean, and it started in a garage, essentially. You know, and look and, where they are now. Well, and the, but the Apple of today, the Apple that started in a garage would not use the same marketing tactics that the Apple of today uses. No. You know, one, one of my favorite examples is, do you remember in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago when the uh, when the lights went out, I think it was in uh, New Orleans, mm -hmm. the uh, lights, the power went out, the lights went out and Oreo tweeted like, it's okay to dunk in the dark, something like that. And everyone's like, that is social media brilliance. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They were on it and they were, it, it wasn't social media brilliance. Like, it was your business or my business or the thousands of businesses within 10 miles of us. If they tweeted the same thing, it would not grow their brand and they would not get national attention. That's not a tactic that applies to the everyday business because Oreo had this following because it was a household name. That's why it worked for them. So that's not something that you can extrapolate and say, all right, here's the lesson for you, you know, for your small business or your mid-sized business. Well, and I, I know that, um, um, your time is tight. And again, I really appreciate you being here today. If there is a listener out there that, that might be a, a small business or that has one, one or two people on, on their marketing team, do you have like a couple, two, three ideas that might be useful to them today? It can be really overwhelming mm -hmm. and um, they can get a lot of starts and stops throughout the week. So I'm going to give them a three system framework that they can look at to evaluate how they're doing and where, where they should go next. How does that sound? Perfect. All right. So the first system that they need to create is their lead capture system. And this is on their website. And so it's a, a series of offers, series of lead, lead magnets. And this is, so the components here are the call to action, and this is the button on their website that's going to take them to the next component, which is a landing page. And then the landing page has a form on it they fill out to get an actual offer. PDF download, video training, uh, checklist, template, sign up for a webinar, anything like that. So um, they need a bottom of the funnel offer, which is request a demo, contact us, talk to a salesperson. They need a middle of the funnel offer which is something price related, something process related, or something product related, like a tour. You know, get a quote would be price related. And uh, process related is, you know, download the, the diagram of, of our implementation process, something like that, mm -hmm. or, or how this would work for you. Mm -hmm. And then, so we, that's bottom of the funnel, middle of the funnel, then they need some top of the funnel offers. The easiest ones to create are 
checklists and cheat sheets. You don't need to create a full report or a guide or an ebook. Uh, start with something that takes you 45 minutes to create. And then you'd place your, your calls to action on your website that take them to the landing pages. So that's your lead capture system. That's system number one. Then system number two is content creation. And this has to be a, a we call it a system because it's not a one-off. All right, it's Monday. What am I going to create this week? You need a system for uh, identifying topics and titles, outlining them, identifying what formats you want them in, like this podcast, and consistently publishing content that you own on your blog, on your podcast, on your video series. And But the key is you need to turn it into a system and do it consistently. You could cram really hard in one week and knock out a lot of content, but that's not what you need. You need something that where you're publishing twice a week, three times a week, um, long form, substantial, helpful content. And so your content creation system is system number two. Now you can have the best content in the world, um, but if that's not getting in front of your buyers, you're not getting the most from your investment. So the third system that you need is a content distribution system. And this is through your email list, through organic social and through paid social getting that content in front of your buyers consistently. So a blog post is not done being published until it's gone through your repurposing and content publishing process or your content distribution process rather. So the three systems you need lead capture system on your website, series of calls to action, landing pages and offers. You need your content creation process and you need your lead uh, content distribution system. And, and, and that type of uh, three-step system, virtually any small business can begin to use. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's, um, you know, it's all built around educating people and educating your market. Right. Now, you, your website is smallmarketingteams.com. Is that correct? Yes. So marketing team. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to find out more information about what you do, Josh, and and about your three-step system, they could go there. Absolutely. You can go to smallmarketingteams.com. You can listen to the the episodes, uh, more about my story and the podcast by the same name. And that uh, is, you can listen to from the website itself or on iTunes. And then also I just launched a Facebook group recently that, that is Are you still there? I think you dropped off there for a moment. Uh, every week. Oh, great. Called uh, Small Tips and Advice. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, you're a little you coming out again. That's so frustrating. I'm so- but no, no, there, there you are. Sorry. Well, I, I, I know, Josh, you, you have... Um, some, some limited time what, here. As where well. did I drop off? So, yep. um, uh, can you hear me, Michael? I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah. Yes. So, where did uh, I drop off? Okay. So they can go to smallmarketingteams.com and can they access the Facebook 
group through your website? They sure can. Perfect. Um, and any final we'll be happy thoughts, to have you. Any final thoughts that you might have for the listeners? Yes, and that goes around the the bad name that marketing has in in the world and sales has, where if you want to grow your business and change your fortune you don't need a creative marketer all you need to do is want to serve your market and uh, get into a routine of publishing helpful information for your market and things are going to turn around really quickly for you from relationships to leads to sales to revenue awesome so um, again our guest today has been Josh Paul smallmarketingteams.com so you can go to his website uh, check it out and um, connect with his Facebook group as well and, and drop Josh a note um, again Josh I appreciate uh, you being here and um, maybe sometime in the future we can have you back again sounds great thanks for all you do for this community Michael yeah Thank you. Thank you for being here. Again, this is Michael Harris, uh, Falling Up Radio. Our guest has been Josh Paul, smallmarketingteams.com. And really incredible story again, your journey from losing essentially everything with, with the ch children's bookstore to, to now helping other businesses overcome that and to build their marketing and their sales. So a uh, big kudos to you. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. And, and have a wonderful day. And uh, I'm glad you could hop on today. Um, so until next time, again, Falling Up Radio, and we'll talk again soon.